What's up, Ansley? Hey. What you been doing today? Oh, you know, just working and I actually went, I got a tea this morning after I dropped Roscoe off at school and <laughs> it's funny because I got, I go to the same place every, every week. Uh, I go to a place called Friends Nutrition. It's like a, it's an Herbalife tea, fit tea store. Um, they are so right awesome, around by the, the way. corner. Yeah. And by the way, not that this is an ad or anything, but they did tell me today that if you go there and mention sell it sister, that they'll give you a dollar off a tea. So, that is awesome. That's um, a big deal. Cause these anyway, things are amazing. <laughs> so I went there and I, I'm so like, I really like this guy that works there. And I never have known his name. He's never known my name, but we always have like a short little cute conversation every time we go in. And today I was like just chatting with him and, and he told me that he's like, you, first thing he said, we walked, he's like, you and your husband are so stylish. And I was like, first of all, how do you know who my husband is? Second of all, (laughs) second of all, I was like, I feel like I just kind of like threw this together and he's like, no, no. Y'all both are super stylish, like even when you're just casual. and You really are. Y'all make a statement <laughs> wherever you go. I said, how do you know who my husband is? And he said, we all drive the same car sometimes. <laughs> oh my, wow. Well, he's very. He's like, I just remember people's cars. Like the same people come into the store all the time. You yeah. know, start putting things together. But anyway, so he asked me what I do. And I told him I was a realtor. And he was like, oh, are you serious? He's like, it is. I really, really want to get my license. Like I really want to get my license. Aww. And I said, um, well, I'm happy to talk to you about it absolutely any time and um so uh he he starts asking me questions and it just so happened that nobody was in line behind me and it also just so happened that I didn't really have to be anywhere for like 45 minutes so I said let me just text Chris and get Chris to come and pick up his tea uh from here because we we live two seconds away I was like and I'll sit here and chat with you until I have to be home and he was like really I mean you don't really don't have to do that and I was like no I mean like look I've got this free time let's take it so anyway, so Chris came up, got his tea, and I sat there and talked to him for a while. So it was just like a cool, like, inter, you know, a cool exchange that happened yeah. this morning where I could have very easily been like, I have somewhere to be. But the truth is, I didn't have anywhere to be. I didn't have anywhere to be at that time at, for 45 minutes, you know? Well, and the fact that you've been going there, like, so regularly, and today was the day that this conversation came up, like, I feel like it was kind of ordained it was supposed to oh, happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we, and we learned each other's names, and I told him, I was like, look take the course, get your license. And after you get your license, let's do this again. And I'll tell you, did you know, exchange we'll numbers? Really uh-huh. awesome. Um, so that's what I did. And then I came here and then you got here. How was your morning? Oh, it was so fun. We had such a great morning. So as I was getting Murphy McRae ready for uh, Mother's Day out this morning, it was fairy tale character day. So she Aww, dresses so cute. up, yes, and her little Elsa dress, and we have been, you know, potty training for a while. You even made us the cutest little poo-poo potty chart, <laughs> and it, we love it. We look at it all the time because it, it was so adorable. The poop emoji that you drew was so creative with the face and everything <laughs> awesome. So, you know, we've been working on the poop thing for a while. We've got the pee part now. And so um, I've noticed this morning that she was, you know, being her hi- hiding in the corner walking on her tippy toes while she squeezes her little butt cheeks together, you know. And I'm like, Murphy, Murphy McCray, do you you need a, do you need a poo-poo? No, mama. No, no. Are you sure, baby? It looks like you have to poo-poo. Nope. Mm -mm, Nope. Okay. So about five seconds later, like I see her squatting in the corner, Mm. literally pooping. Like it's coming out 
you know, it's coming out. So I run to the bathroom and it's already gotten like all over her Elsa dress at this point. And of course, it's the only Elsa dress we have. So she sits on the potty. It comes out and it literally is like the biggest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, how'd this come out of your three year old little body? It's had to have been in there for like a week. Anyway, and so she's so proud of herself at this point. She's like, Mama, look how big my turd is. And I'm like, it's so big, baby. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, that's like a man-sized turd. And she's like, but Mama, like, can we bring it and show it to Miss Emily, her school teacher? And I was like, um, no, that's not how this works. And she's like, well, Miss Emily's my best friend. I kind of want her, you know, I want her to see it. She didn't say I kind of, she said, I want her to see it. And I was like, well, um, I don't know Miss Emily like that. I'm not sure that she really wants to see your turd. And she's like, well, we could bring it. And I'm like, no, baby, we can't. So I took a picture of it and, um, we literally threw her dress in the washing machine because it was the only Elsa dress that we have. We did a quick wash. I dried it and then sent my baby to school with a dress, a damp, Elsa dress like it was still wet when I brought her to school this morning and I was like this is the only Elsa dress I have and I was like but Miss Emily I saved you from seeing Murphy McRae's turd yeah you're welcome because she wanted me to bring it in a Ziploc bag and show it to you and she was like well I'm really glad you didn't do that but good job Murphy for pooping in the potty so that was my morning and that is why I was a little bit late to because I had to quick quick wash the dress and then of course I didn't I couldn't dry it because it's like a you know it's like a uh, like a costume so I threw it in there for like two minutes hoping that it didn't shrink to the point of no return and sent her to school in her damp Elsa dress and told everybody about her big turd. So that was what I did this morning. Lots of fun. Yeah. Wow. Just good stuff. That yeah. was really good. You know, I have those fun stories because, you know, kids, they're, you never know what they're going to say or like what they're going to do. They're so entertaining. You know, Roscoe's the same, right? Like naming, yeah. um, what is it? Big bad Billy. Big oh, mouth. our baby duck. Yeah. He named our baby duck. Um, Big, uh, big mouth Billy Bass. I love it. You know we um, have one of those. It's so funny. <laughs> if you don't know, for those of you who don't know what a big mouth Billy Bass is, it's basically a fake taxidermied fish. Like it looks like you have like a bass mounted on a plaque, but you push a button and it sings two songs. Um, it's highly entertaining. It sings, don't worry, be happy, and then this other song. Take me to the river. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Put me in the water. <laughs> he like praises Jesus for a second. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I love it. Um, that's yeah. so funny. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, that's cool, man. Um, well, I think today we should kind of talk about a little bit. Um, I think you were kind of mentioning it earlier about some of the safety tactics that we use as realtors to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, explain to the general public sometimes why a realtor just doesn't just jump up and say, yeah, I'll meet you at so-and-so house and not have any information about that buyer and not know anything about the, you know, the financial situation that they're in Mm -hmm. or just to be safe in general, because there are stories about, you know, realtors that have been attacked or even killed. I mean, there was a realtor in Arkansas, unfortunately, that was um, that was murdered, you know, mm-hmm. by um, a, a buyer that called her, you know, and said, meet me at this house. And, you know, not to be like dramatic or, um, you know, just be too, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, I mean, I think dramatic was okay. probably the right word. Okay. Negative yeah. or, or dramatic is probably. So basically, you know, what is one of the first things that you do, Ansley, when someone calls you, you know, just off of. The website or off of Zillow or whatever. What is one of the first things you do if they say, "Hey, we really want to see this house"? Well, what, uh, when I used to work Zillow, I would say my 
I probably risked a little bit too much, a little bit too often. Um, you know, it's like you know that you probably should meet somebody at your office prior to showing them any house, how, you know, during yes. business hours with other people there. But whenever you're a young, hungry, eager realtor, it's very easy to forget, you know, what you're risking and it's, and you don't want to lose that business. And people will be offended sometimes. Like, absolutely sometimes people are offended if you want to meet them first or if you, you know, and, um, <sighs> I mean, I wasn't really very safe at all. Um, I think that now um, is different. But if I ever had a, I mean, trusting your gut, I feel like first and foremost right. is is always really important. Trust your, trust your gut. If you, yeah, if you feel like you know, I feel like your gut is God's way of giving you warning. And like, mm-hmm. if you feel a certain strange way about somebody. There's listen probably a reason. It. Listen to it. Yeah. And I'm not saying to write them off completely, but like, that's what you have an office for. You know, that's what you have a broker for. And maybe you don't have an office. Maybe you're your own broker. Meet for coffee. Go ask this person to meet you, you know, hey, before we get started on this whole thing, like meet me. Why don't we just go have coffee and then we'll just go look at some houses place. and yeah. whatever. Meet in a public place. Yeah. Um, And if that person is offended or taken aback. There's your, uh, there's your sign. Like, there you there, go. There's your yeah. other red, red flag Absolutely. there. Um, I mean, when I first started, that happened several times. I mean, when, I remember my first year in real estate. I remember my husband being like, wait, where are you going? Because, I mean, there might be some houses that maybe weren't in some great areas or, you know, just the guy sounded or the girl sounded, you know, weird. And he was like, okay, I want to know where you are. And I would always tell him like, hey, I'm going to be at this house if you don't hear from me. And 45 minutes, you know, because like you, I was young, hungry, eager. I didn't want to tell anybody no, you know, because you're thinking in your mind like, oh, I'm turning down. If I offend them, they're going to just call the next agent. Mm -hmm. And so I would have him, you know, I would like drop a pin or tell him where I was going to be and say, hey, if I don't call you in like 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. come get me or something like that just to be safe. But of course, I didn't, you know, do it as religiously as I should have. Um, But I do think that, you know, now that we work a lot from referral, we don't have as much fear just because our reputation has yeah, enabled us to have clients and friends and family who refer people to us now. So we always know somebody that knows somebody, if that makes sense. Right. And if the person is a referral and they didn't just call off of a sign or whatever the case may be, then they're not going to be offended probably when you say, okay, let's meet at my office on Monday afternoon and talk about this. So, um, but there are, you know, it's rare, but I feel like every now and then we do have a sign call or something. Like oh that. yeah, um, I mean, we I had one a couple of weeks ago where it was a sign call, and I didn't call you immediately or call Brandy immediately because I just got a weird vibe on the phone, mm-hmm. and I never heard from him again. So yeah, it, it kind of worked out the way that. It well, and a lot of people don't realize too that when you're successful, when you are a really successful in any business, not even necessarily in real estate, but if you are in a business where your face is in a lot of places. People are creepy and people like Brittany gets really obscure message. Um, obscure is not the right word. Obscene. Obscene is a better <laughs> Messages word. on Facebook. She's very obviously married. Yes. Very um, happily she is very married. obviously like not on the market. And she gets messages that I'm like, you really get, I don't for some reason. I think it's because my face is probably well, in less places, but a, like, yeah, cause your I don't face get those isn't, messages. But I mean, that, like that I've get. had, you know, yes, I've seen, I mean, I got one a couple of weeks ago that I showed to Wes and he, my husband and he was just like, 
I don't understand, but it's because my face as a realtor, you know, you have to have that personal connection. So it's not just, um, you know, an ad with our name. A lot of times my face is on it. I mean, I've had people steal a lot of my signs, you know, like whether it's kids joking around or, you know, like our little banners that Mm -hmm. are on our signs. Um, I've had obscene messages. I got one the other day on Instagram, you know, just like telling me stuff that just, you know, delete, block, delete, block. Mm-hmm. But it's because my face is everywhere. It's, it has nothing to do with, I mean, I think there's a lot of women realtors that probably get that. Yeah. And if your face was, which, I mean, I've been trying to get your face on more stuff, but I know you're not happy about that. But um I think you would get on more too. And so that does put fear in my heart sometimes. Like, does somebody know where I live? Does somebody know, right. you know, because I do do a lot of advertising. We do a lot of ad- advertising. And so it does make me nervous sometimes that, mm-hmm. you know, especially somebody that's persistent, like when I've had um, a couple of times where I've like blocked somebody and then I get, you know, the same message from a similar name or like mm-hmm. they don't give up. Like a new sometimes. profile. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can be, you know, scary knowing that you're putting yourself out there like that. I mean, we've been on shopping carts. We've been on billboards. We've been on the radio. We've been on, you know, there's just not that the radio, they can see my picture, but it it is nerve wracking sometimes when you put yourself out there and advertise the way that we do, you know, but I do think that there are safety precautions, like letting someone know where you are. If there's somebody that you've gotten a weird vibe about, then obviously you can have them meet you at the office. Like you said, meet in a public place, get their driver's license. I think one of the obvious mistakes we make a lot of times too, when you're a rookie or you're new, or this is all kind of, you know, new to you and you're hungry for a paycheck you can, um, you know, ask about their financial situation, ask if they have a job, ask what their debt to income is, ask if they've been pre-approved, ask if they uh, know what their credit score is. And when you start to ask questions like that, if they're evasive and mm. don't want to give you any information, that's another clue. OK, you know, this person is not serious and yeah. kind of gives you, like you said, that that information to trust your gut or your intuition. So. We try to be really safe. A lot of times, like the other day, Brandy had somebody and it was kind of in a not so safe area. We went together. You know, I went with her. Mm-hmm. I was with her the whole time, dropped a pin, like, you know, things like that. Just to, you need to be safe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't go into attics. We don't, we let the people go in front of us when we open the door. Um, I yeah, never, that was another thing I wanted to mention that I never really, that our broker said one time at an age development meeting that I never really like forgot. It kind of like stuck with me. Because I have, I'll tell a story in a little while, but I had a really scary experience um, with a Zillow buyer uh, a couple of years ago, 2017, mm. 2018, sorry. Um, and uh, after that experience, um, I talked to my broker about it and he was like, and then he talked about safety again at the next one because of that experience. But he was like, always walk behind the client. Mm-hmm. I always walk behind the client. I'm like, gosh, that makes so much sense. There's so many times where I'm leading a client through a house. Oh yeah, what's well, our client inc- is our, behind our gut me. feeling to be like? Let me show you this. Let me show. Let me yeah. point these things out. So I get that. I mean, it's very natural. But of course, they have so much control if they're behind you, mm-hmm. and that's the reason that now you know it's always stuck in my mind. And when I open a door for someone or I walk into a room, I let them go first and say, which direction do you want to go first, and then I follow them because I never want to give them the control of being behind me and me not seeing what's going on so you're right yeah it's so crazy it's such a simple thing but you just don't really think about it yeah no because well especially as realtors because we feel like our job is to show the product you know Mm -hmm. show the house like point out 
what's good or bad about it, you know, to give them, um, you know, ammunition to make a decision, if that makes sense. And I feel like a lot of times we get excited. And I mean, of course, when we know somebody or we've met them a couple of times at a house and we feel comfortable with them, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But for the first time, I always try to check in my gut. Okay, remember, you know, to make sure that I'm behind them, that if I open a door, they go in first. Those sorts of things, because if somebody gets behind you. Also, too, I think it's important to take a self-defense class just because Mm -hmm. um, I remember I I, took one in 2016. And that was the year that uh, I got licensed. And just to be on the safe side, you know, because I feel like I didn't have enough, um, you know, knowledge about where to hit somebody if somebody came from behind or the different, you know, holds that someone can put on you. Yeah. And so it, it gave me that sort of um, confidence that I needed to know that if someone comes at me from behind, I know, you know, what to do to, to wiggle my way out of it, if that makes sense. Or, yeah. you know, because my first inclination is always just kick them in the balls, um, <laughs> which works. I mean, that does work. Um, but, you know. I, th- I feel like I need to be a biter. Oh, I could see you being a biter. Like, I would just, like, bite the hell out of them. I could see that. Yeah, yeah you look like a biter to me. Is <laughs> she a biter, Chris? <laughs> just kidding. Can he hear us? Oh, oh, <laughs> Can he man. hear us? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay, don't answer that because I don't. We have fancy that. headphones now, so mm-hmm. we don't know what we we're just talking and we don't. And Chris is just doing his thing <laughs> over there, so he we he literally could be muted. That is so funny though, because I can just so I, I could. I would like I would I would just be squirming and then I just try to get like a finger in my mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, like totally draw like, blood. I think that, yeah, I think that takes would catch people off someone off guard really hard. Absolutely, like um. Hundred percent. So, but, but I do think it's important to be safe. So, if you're starting out, and like Ansley was saying, she had a, you know, she went to go get her tea this morning, and he was like, because we get a lot of messages like that on mm-hmm. social media. You know, how do I become a realtor? What steps do I need to take? I'm interested mm-hmm. in that. And so, if you are a new realtor or you're thinking about getting your license, if you're interested in that, just make sure you focus on you know safety and making sure that you take precautions you know talk to your broker about it yeah. uh, talk to other agents get their stories Ainsley had a really scary experience in 2018 that kind of put things in perspective for us about taking risks because you know even if you're young and hungry um, you can't cash that check if you're dead yeah so I would definitely make sure <laughs> to take some but you want to tell us what happened to you yeah so okay so this was in this was when I, I hadn't been working for Brittany for very long at all, this was in 2018. So I was working for Brittany. I was working with Zillow leads and, um, I, a lead came in, wasn't unusual. Um, it was to see a house out in Benton and it was like pretty far. So for yeah. those of you who are not like familiar with our area, um, Shreveport and Bossier divided by a river and, mm-hmm. um, no, <laughs> that's how we're called Bossier. sister cities. Yeah, Bossier is uh, north of Shreveport. Benton is north of Bossier. Um And this house was probably 40 minutes away from me, from where mm-hmm. I lived. So it was, you know, a bit of a trek, especially to go meet somebody for the first time, someone who <laughs> may or may not have not been a qualified buyer. I don't know. I didn't ask people about whether they were qualified prior to meeting them. We at were hungry time. at that point. Yeah. I mean, we're always hungry, but yeah. we were we were hungry to the point where we were risking, like, limb and safety and yeah 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 um oh on top of that it was a uh it was a um super rainy day super dark day like mm-hmm. it was just like a gloomy day wasn't it like winter i want to say it, it was, was 
coldish. Yeah. I remember it very vividly. It was misty and it was cold. Yeah. Um, Perfect horror stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wait till she describes the house and then y'all are going to be like, holy. (laughs) So this house is out on a little bit of land in the middle of nowhere. And and I go out there and uh, there was, I couldn't even see a house to the left of the property. There was a house, a neighboring house to the right, but it was very far away. So a situation where loud things could have very easily been happening and nobody would have heard. Because it was like, I mean, you literally were in the woods too. Yeah. It's not just like you were on like It was on Butler Hill Road, It was way far out and it was in the middle of the woods and Uh it was down like a windy dirt gravel road. You know, I mean, it's like literally (laughs) the perfect like Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, you know. Um, I ended up showing this house, remember, after you? you? did? Yes. And I was like so impressed with you that you like went out on a rainy gloomy day and didn't even because when I drove up on the house in sunlight I was terrified so I mean you got some balls girl oh my gosh so uh so anyway yeah so I get there um shortly after my clients get there and it is a what appears to be a husband and wife combo um I'm not super sure if they were married or not I don't know um they're older I feel like they maybe look looked older than they were Mm -hmm. but if i had to gauge just to set up a visual i would say maybe mid 40s yeah but they probably were more like late 30s yeah um because she was actually she claimed to be pregnant with twins remember that part i do remember that part now she claimed to be pregnant with twins um i don't want to describe her without being offensive but if you have ever seen I just love, I love a good descriptive story. Like, I want to be able to paint this picture. Yes. If you have ever seen um, the show uh, with Zach Galifianakis called Baskets, um, the... I have never seen that His mom, it's really good. His mother is actually played by a male actor. And he's, like, very tall, just big bone, structured, broad woman. And he's brilliant in it. Um, but this is what this woman reminded me of. So if you all want a Google image, um, uh, Beth, <laughs> that should be Beth our, that should be our picture for this baskets. episode that we post on social yeah, media. Uh, yeah, I'll post it on Instagram. There you go. So that y'all can, y'all can come back and look at the Google image of this actor because this is what this woman looked like on, uh, yeah. this day. I so, remember. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, she could have been pregnant. She could have not been pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me she was pregnant and with twins, no less. And I'm thinking, I mean, to cause I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like I have straight up pretended to be pregnant to get first in line at the Toys R Us Christmas sale where you like, I mean, I have done that before and I'm just saying right now, like you pop your belly out and you pop, you, I had to pop, uh, park in that little pregnant. Um, you know how they give like expectant mothers, like the first parking spot. And y'all, by the time <laughs> I got there, oh my gosh, <laughs> that Black Friday line was wrapped around the building. And I was like, Christian, my cousin, I was like, I got this. I puffed my belly out. I waddled. And everybody was like, oh, when are you due? I was like, in a month, you know. I mean, I wasn't bringing it at all, but I, I mean, this is terrible. I know, God forgive me, but I straight up got in that line first because everybody was like, oh, she's pregnant. So I'm just saying this to give you all that, you know, the visual that there are people that can say that they're pregnant. Obviously, this happens all the time and can make themselves look that way, and they're not. And so that it could have been pregnant, could have not been pregnant. But I mean, now that I feel like Toys R Us is out of business here and I can't do that anymore. Um, for the next Black Friday sale, I feel like I'm okay telling y'all that story. That is so funny, though. Yes, I've done that dead. several times. 
<laughs> I think there's a picture of it too. I think somebody has a. I'll have to post that on the. Um, yeah, if you can, if can find, find that, it. yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, anyway, so you get out there. We don't know if she's pregnant or not. She says she's we pregnant. We don't know if she's twins. pregnant. She's very. She's not a very warm person. She's pretty cold, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and just expressing general discomfort like the entire time we're there. So let me describe this house real quick. Um, it's just like a little white house on pier and beams. So it's raised up on beams, and it looks like. A little country house, um, definitely a fixer upper. There's like a shed slash barn looking thing in the back. Um, and yeah, I mean, the weather didn't help it, but the, the house was not in good shape. And so, uh, she, yeah, so I've already described her. Um, the guy, the husband, I guess, he just looked like a down home, like scruffy country boy. Nothing really super distinct about him. Um, seemingly normal. Uh, he also, something to note is that he had like a Bluetooth, like phone earpiece situation going on. Um, which I feel like is only noteworthy because of the end of the story. Right. But he had a little, I noticed that, um, there were several instances where they were behind me in the house and we were walking through. I feel Basically, like she did everything that we said not to do. Yeah. Within like five minutes of being in this house with them, I'm like, they're not going to buy this house. They're not going to buy any house. It was one of those things where they were just prolonging. They were prolonging the showing. They were walking around the house, talking about everything that they didn't like about the house and why this particular house was not for them. When most normal people are like, yeah, this isn't it. Moving on. And, oh, gosh, those are just like music. Those types of showings are just music to to our ears. Yeah, when someone walks in a house ears. and wants to turn around and walk out and then they go, I'm so sorry. I feel like we wasted your time. It's like, no, uh, you girl, did the opposite. You did not. We, have we walked in and walked out, baby. You good. Because other clients that are like, oh, this is not the house. But then they continue to stay there for an hour and a half telling or going through every single room saying why it's not the house. And we're like, look, dogs, we ain't got no. We ain't got no why it's not the house. It ain't the house. Let's move on. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like where they literally They're like, we can talk about why you don't like the house later. Yeah. Let's go to the next house. Like, let's um, move on. We know this in the house yeah. anyway. So anyway, um, I knew very quickly. I was like, this is all BS. Like this is all her intuition. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know why we're here. People like to look at houses. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and just say they got click happy on Zillow and clicked contact an agent and didn't expect to hear from an agent. Like so many Zillow people are right. like surprised to hear that they actually get an agent. Yeah. Like a real live person. Yeah. And, um, so then I'm like, let's go see this house. And then they just committed to it. So that was kind of the benefit of the doubt that I was giving them. Honestly, it was, it was just like, they just got curious and mm-hmm. here we are. Um, but I'm, I'm fairly certain at this point that it was much more than that. So, um, so anyway, after, we start to kind of get towards the end and the wife says, um, she's like, Oh, I'm so tired. Like I'm so tired and I'm, I'm cold and I need to go and sit in the car and y'all just like, whatever. So then she go, we we're leaving and I'm having trouble. You remember the door issue? Yeah. Like oh, you, couldn't, the same thing. Lock you the could door. not lock the door. No, I remember because yeah. I went out there shortly after you did. 
and I don't, I didn't realize at the time that it was the same house until I saw the house and was like terrified mm-hmm. during the middle of the day. So like I said, you know, going back to you having balls of steel, um, <laughs> because I would not have gotten out of the car at night and shown that. But anyway, um, you couldn't lock the door and we kept trying to call the agent or I did. And I think yeah. you did too. Yeah. And she kept saying, Oh, it's, you just do this. And it like would not lock. And it, I remember even a few days later after I showed it going, I'm just not going to lock it mm-hmm. and calling her and being like, sorry, it's not locked. Yeah. So I spent a long time doing that. And again, I'm down, literally squatting down in front of the door, messing with this lock. And the wife is in the car and the husband is standing behind, like standing over behind me, like could have so easily just clocked me and I would have been out and that would have been the end of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But so she goes to get in the car and she's like, she was acting pretty like aggravated just the whole time. The whole time she was just like out of breath and uncomfortable and aggravated and just, you know. And let's go back to the point that like obviously Ansley and I have been pregnant. I've been pregnant twice. Ansley's been, you know, had a, has one child. So just let's go back to the moment that like if she was super pregnant and obviously pregnant, we could have given a little bit more sympathy. But like, you know, like we were talking about, it wasn't any, I mean, she may have been like a few months pregnant, right? I mean, it wasn't. Well, with twins... Yeah, but I mean, remember, I just remember you saying, like, it, you know, that there was no even, like, true, like, we didn't even know if she was really pregnant yeah. to begin with, so it was over, it was over-exaggerated, I guess, because obviously if yeah. she really was, we would have both been like, or anybody would have been like, oh my gosh, girl, we've been there, you get out of breath, your feet swell, like, it's terrible, mm-hmm. so of course we're sympathetic, but it was like, there wasn't even, like, a visual that she really was pregnant. Yeah, no, it was like... Yeah. Like when she said, I'm pregnant with twins, there was something in me that was like, no, you're not. Yes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's what I mean. Um, when typically it would be like, oh my God, look overjoyed right, for you, right. you know? Exactly. Um, but anyway, so she, so she goes and gets in the car. I'm still fiddling with this lock. He's standing behind me and I'm finally just like, I can't get this to lock. So I'm just going to let the listing agent know that I can't get it to lock and someone's going to have to come out and figure it out because I've, I don't have time for this. It's raining. It's wet. So she's clearly ready to go, irritated. I'm going to go wait in the car. Mm-hmm. But then he says, or she says, as she's like aggravated with me that I can't lock it because she's cold, she says, oh, aren't y'all going to go check out the barn? And I'm like, okay, we, in my head, I'm going, <laughs> They don't like this house. They're it's, not going to buy no. this house. It's a she's no. She's obviously aggravated. She's, she's cold. She's frustrated. And then she, out of the blue. And then, yeah, she's like, she's, I thought she was clearly ready to bounce. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, weren't y'all going to go check it, check out the barn? I'm going to wait in the car. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just go check it out, I suppose. Like, okay. <laughs> so we walk in the rain. I'm in rain boots. We walk in the rain. She goes and sits in the car that's probably 50 yards away from the barn. It's like Mm -hmm. a little SUV. And it's red, I remember. And so I'm in, we go into this barn and the husband is kind of looking around. And I'm at this point, like I'm fully on, like my spidey senses are fully on and I'm fully expecting the worst. So at this point, I'm like, he's within eyeshot at all times. I'm studying him. I'm studying his body language. I'm like paying a very close attention. Yeah. And remember, he's got this earpiece in the whole time. He's got this right. like Bluetooth thing in. Right. Which I guess why that stuck out so much to me is that he's this down home country boy. Uh-huh. And 
he just didn't strike me as the type to have remember this was a couple of years ago too so like ear. you know not that there wasn't earpieces then but they weren't they as weren't prevalent. as prevalent right. like it was one of those things of like oh you're wearing one of those stupid bluetooth yeah things. like you know <laughs> yes like a hundred percent so it was just kind of it didn't fit his character yeah like, it did not fit his character at all yeah. it was like who are you expecting someone yeah <laughs> who are you talking to so um Anyway, and there were a couple moments where I could have sworn that he was like mumbling. Mm-hmm. And so he, so we're in there and in the, barn. the barn's fairly empty and there's a loft like most barns have. He goes up to the loft and he's up in this loft for like an unreasonable amount of time. Like anything longer than 30 seconds is too long. Like yeah. you're just going and looking up in an empty loft. What is there to see? Yeah. But he was up there for several minutes and. It makes sense now because I feel like he was talking to her and he needed to be away from me and he was talking to her. And so finally I'm like, okay, so like, what, do you have any questions? Like I have to be, I just think I just like made something up and was like, I've got to be back in Shreveport to get my kid at this time or something like that, you Mm -hmm. know, just to get out of there. And, um. He's like, no, I think I've seen what I need to see. And I'm like, okay. Because you know what he was doing. I mean, he was looking for a place to bury your body. <laughs> I mean, that's- I mean, I don't think, I, I think it was more of, I think it was, I don't think they were going to kill me. I, I think, I, I think that they were, he was probably looking for some sort of, some, some sort of weapon maybe. Because he wasn't carrying anything. He was wearing a shirt and pants. And like, I studied him because that was one of the first things. You know like, what I saw yesterday? I need to see if he has a gun. Like I kept, you know. I read this random fact yesterday. Do you know that there are actively estimated to be 25 to 50 active serial killers in the United States right now? I mean. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Like. I, I feel like, I don't know that they were going to kill me. I think they were going to take me. And I like think sell you into human trafficking? Po- possibly. Hmm. Or. Um, or rob Their you. own. Yeah. Hostage. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything. I don't think they were going to kill me. Okay. Well, that makes I me think, feel better. Yeah. I think he was going to just get me and take me. Okay. Um, but anyway, so as we're leaving, he's, I hear as we're walking towards the car again, he's behind me Mm -hmm. as we're walking towards the car, this 50 miles, 50 yards, miles, the 50 mile walk, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of walking (laughs) for 50 miles in the rain. Um, no, so (laughs) you did have your rain boots on. I did out of my galoshes. <laughs> so he's behind me, and we've got about a 50-yard walk back to the car. And as we're getting closer to the vehicle, I hear screaming. Like, I hear someone <clears throat> yelling, yelling. And I'm like, and immediately again, my like my heart starts to palpitate, and like I start to feel this horrible, horrible, horrible feeling right in my gut. And I'm like, and I when I finally get close enough to the car to see her, it becomes super audible and she's sitting in the driver's seat banging her fist on the dash go or on the steering wheel going jason that was his name jason jason now jason now jason now over and over and over again like telling him like what are you doing pull the trip do it now yeah like do it now. Whatever you're going to do, if you're going to hit her over the head, right. if you're going to take her. Do it now. Her. What are you thinking? You were just in a barn with her, Jason, you idiot. Why didn't that you get her then? That was anger in her, in her voice. Like, I'm not doing it justice at all. It was complete and utter anger. And she was so pissed that this person didn't do what they sought out to do. Whatever that may be. And I mean, 
I tried to reason on the way home. I mean, as soon as that happened, I, I, my, my power walk picked up to a light jog and I was in my car and I was out of the driveway and I was speeding down the highway. Mm -hmm. And I called Chris and told him, cause I'm, of course, everything you're reason, you want to reason well, it yeah, away. Cause you, you want to reason not, it and you want to go. Right. Okay, she was just ready to go. She was just pregnant. She was just right. probably just she was probably just jealous because we were spending too much time together. But no, 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 no. It was her idea to go to the barn. That's right. She said to go to the barn. Right. He wasn't like, I'm going to take this girl to the barn and spend some more time with her. Like, it wasn't even it his wasn't, idea. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like the level of anger and frustration went from like the it was like an extreme. Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. there was no balance. It was like it just all of a sudden shot up to yeah. like. 150 times whatever because yeah. her anger was so audible and visual she had so much evil in her spirit at that point like yeah. she had so much evil and it was terrifying and it was terrifying enough that thank god that i felt it in my bones you yeah. know and had to and go ran. um but did you ever hear from them again um no i reached out to him once again this is the beginning when we were like, yeah, we out to, yeah everyone's like, we would never going, do that um, now. You yeah, yeah. did what? <laughs> yeah. You were like, like hey, like, you still want to buy a house? Hey, they said it's me. I mean, <laughs> doing the exact opposite of everything we just said not to do, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so good anyway, thing he didn't reach. He didn't know anybody respond. looking to buy or sell. Give us a call. <laughs> um, but go. no, that was a super, that was a crazy experience that I will never forget. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember exactly what they looked like to the point where if I saw them in person, um, you would break out in a cold sweat. I would know. Uh huh. Yeah, I would know. Way. And I found them on, um, Facebook after that and like, you know, which is another thing. That's a good tip. Like, yes. you're going to go meet a stranger, find them on social media, scope them out. And, um, as silly as it sounds, you know, just, Find them and see see what they seem like. It says now that you're now that it's so detailed. I mean, you can get, you can find out if someone's employed by going to their Facebook page. You know, and that's another thing too. Like, I feel like that kind of um, gives you an idea of you know, like if they're real people or not. Because, like she was just saying, we have had um, I've heard stories recently from realtors that I trust that are very successful realtors in our area. Where there was this couple that was going around like telling people that they were cash buyers and they ended up getting arrested. And I don't remember what the charges were, but they did this to several realtors and several sellers where they put the house under contract and then like could never come up with the funds, never could get the bank letter, never could like wrote a hot check or whatever. I mean, people do do that. Like mm -hmm. that's what's so crazy. I mean, that and that's just in Shreveport Bossier. Like I can't imagine him you know, LA or New York or Chicago or some big city, you know, like people do do that where they pretend to either be married or pretend to have come into an inheritance or, and then they waste your time and they basically go look at all these houses and obviously are never able to purchase. And then they just ghost you. Mm -hmm. So that does happen. Why? I mean, why? I mean, that's crazy because like, why do people do that? So I think it has to do with the feeling of, um, power like the feeling uh, or empowerment like pretending that there's something that they're not like pretending that they have the money to buy something like pretending that or trying to live that life of oh look we are successful and I mean, it's crazy. Don't get me wrong. But when people do that, they they want to feel like what does it feel like to be someone that's successful that can buy a house on their own? And so they pretend because they want the attention. Does that make sense? I mean, it's definitely mm -hmm. a mental 
something Absolutely, is not right. But yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen. I mean, I've seen people do it to me, not to that level. Cause yeah. like before, like you said, like your gut will kick in and be like, Hey, these people can't buy anything. Like something's not right. And it's not that, and I don't want our listeners to think that it's not that we won't work with you if you can't buy. Like we tell everybody just, there's never a no. It may just be not right now. We're talking about those people that like we just know have evil in their spirit or something's not right. We're not talking about those who are actively trying to better themselves, get their credit score up, get their right. debt under control. We're talking about people that like you get that gut feeling that they're just full of crap. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't want y'all to think that we're not willing to, you know, work with people. I mean, yeah, we've worked I with. I mean, I would have. I mean, I, hell, I freaking te- text that guy like a week later. Yeah, like, crazy. is there anything I can do mm-hmm. for you? Besides, let you, you bound me up and cut a, my head off and right. well, sell me into sex well, slavery. Also to this kind of like, I probably reached out because a, I wanted to like know. I was probably just curious and wanted to like know more about him, and it was that experience was like eating at me. But then you also have this like, you know, hope of like maybe they can be better and like do better, and like maybe I can be a, an active role in in that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a. Um, when it's that extreme, it's definitely a mental illness situation. But, uh, but I mean, people do do that, and that's what. I well, think- it's a perfect opportunity to like if you are on the extreme end and you are a serial killer. I mean, what better opportunity do you have than to just get a stranger to meet you in an empty house? Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's like perfect case. And a lot of times when realtors don't have, you know, haven't told somebody where they're going to be, it could be several days or several hours before somebody figures out that you're even missing. Because, you know, like my husband, you know, has an eight to five and he goes to work. And a lot of times during the day, if somebody just randomly calls at one o'clock, I'm like, okay, well, let's go. Can you go at two? You know, so a lot of times they think, oh, well, she's just out showing houses on nights and weekends. And it may be hours before somebody even realizes that you're missing. So, I mean, it's a perfect Mm -hmm. opportunity to take advantage of somebody. So. Yeah. I just, you know, be safe if um, you're considering, you know, getting into this industry. Like, well, and with anything, I mean, obviously your intuition and, um, you know, because there's a lot of times open houses. You know, people get uncomfortable sometimes because you can't control who comes to an open house. And you might be sitting in there by yourself and all of a sudden, I mean, I've read stories before where realtors have been assaulted or, you know, attacked at an open house. So, and this is the part where I tell people, you know, get a gun and yeah. go to a gun safety course and bring it with you, you mm-hmm. know, because that, that way I always keep a, a little pistol in it. And one of the kitchen, kitchen drawers is usually what I do. Something that's easily accessible. I have a Glock and I carry it with me. Most you know. people, when they go to open houses, they don't like open cabinets and stuff, but at least if it's a drawer that's like right in front of you that you can be standing in front of while people are there, then mm-hmm. they're definitely not going to open that drawer. So that's right. Cause you're blocking it. Yeah. And then sometimes mm-hmm. if they want to open that door, you can be like, Oh, I'm sorry. That drawer has my Glock in it. And then they're like, Oh, okay. This girl came prepared. <laughs> so then they're less likely to try to you know yeah kill you yeah absolutely um but yeah i mean i hope that whoever's listening whether you're an agent or trying to become an agent or uh, someone who's just listening out of curiosity like understand when you do reach out to an agent and you want to set up a showing if they want to meet you in a public place first like that's that's protecting everyone i mean absolutely there's psycho psycho agents too Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you might, uh, yes. Good point, Ansley. A hundred percent. I mean, there have been people that have reached out to us, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we had this other agent. They're crazy." Um, and we're like, "Oh, you know." So I mean, that does happen. And like you said, I mean, in fifteen minutes, yeah. y'all you can don't both have to know. have a background. I mean, you don't have to have a background check to be right. a realtor. No, not at all. But so. I do think that 
you know, one of the other purposes, yes, is to tell people what to do if they're thinking about becoming a realtor. But secondly, for the public, don't get offended if we ask questions or it's not that we don't trust you automatically. It's that we've had other experiences where, you know, we trusted too much. And so we just have to protect ourselves. It has nothing to do with, you know, who you are as a person. It's just making sure that we're safe. I mean, we have kids. We have a husband, we have family, sisters, brothers, you know, friends that we love and that love us. And we're just being protect. We're protecting y'all too, you know, so don't, don't get offended if we're like, tell me what your last name is or tell me what your, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me something about you. I mean, right. Ask questions. But right. Right. Anyway, moral of the story, be safe. Yeah. Be safe always. And, um, we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yes. Sell it, sister. Sell it. <laughs>